1: Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. My name's Austin. I'm BJ. And today we're talking about our early impressions of Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, We're not going to have any real story spoilers in this episode because the game is like a week old, uh, so we don't want to spoil anything story-wise for you. So any story stuff we're going to be talking about is totally stuff you could have seen and the promo materials that were set uh, before the game's release and things like that, you could see from Twitter and places like that. So, no story spoilers from us. Uh, mostly today, I think we're going to be talking about uh, gameplay mechanics, uh, side quests, and just kind of some tiny little things that BJ and I both really uh, like about this game. Uh, before we get into that, though, we wanted to talk about the poll results for our August 2nd episode. Woo! Uh, we had. A little over 100 people vote. Um, so thank and, you. So thank you all for voting. Um, and it looks like the winner is Dragon Quest 2, uh, which I'm super excited about because I like Dragon Quest II more than almost anybody. And it really surprises me that
0: Dragon Quest 2 won over Dragon Quest 8, that I figured 8 was going to be the far and above winner.
1: And and it was ahead for like the longest time. And then right there in just the last few days, or really the last like day, like twenty four hours of the poll, Dragon Quest 2 just pushed back ahead. Um third place went to the vocations, which we'll definitely talk about in a future episode. And last place was the Dragon Quest Monsters Plus manga. I know. Uh, which I I think I mentioned this before but like apparently nobody wants that episode so i'm just (laughs) i'm just gonna do one out of spite um yeah yeah,
0: because i bought it expecting honestly expecting (laughs) that one to be higher and i've started reading it and i like it so you guys are gonna listen to us talk about dragon quest monsters plus and you're gonna like it we're gonna call it
1: the spiteful dragon quest monsters plus manga episode hashtag spiteful manga (laughs) that's right it's the best kind <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so thanks for everybody uh, who voted uh and we will be talking about Dragon Quest 2 in our August second episode uh but we just have episodes lined up for the next few weeks already uh so let's get straight into Dragon Quest Builders 2 if you're on the fence about this game and you have not uh you know bought it don't know uh, much about it um the kind of summary I guess that you see on the back uh, really, the stuff you need to know is that it's it's a follow up. It's kind of a sequel to Dragon Quest 2, which is crazy
0: that this one ties so directly into what you guys voted for. I don't know if that had anything to do with the poll results, but I think it's going to work really well in terms of us being able to tie things back and forth.
1: And it's also n- nice to me, at least, is because so in the chronological order of the Urgic Trilogy, Dragon Quest 2 is the final one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Dragon Quest Builders 2 is kind of like now the final or at least the latest, I guess, addition to that. So it's kind of a continuation from the story because we've never really seen anything uh, past Dragon Quest 2. So Builders 2 kind of continues that. Uh, So it's mostly concerned with like there's this cult in the game called the Children of Hargon, uh, which, you know, is like the bad guy from Dragon Quest 2. You have a little buddy in this game who's obsessed with violence and revenge. (laughs) He is so funny. I love him. His name is Malroth. Uh, So if you've played Dragon Quest II, you totally know where this is going. Uh, But right now, you know, he's just kind of like your little sidekick. And yeah, I love him too. He has become one of my favorite Dragon Quest characters, I think. Yes, Um,
0: absolutely.
1: Like they have done a great job uh, with uh, giving so much personality, I guess, to human Malroth that he's just, you know, he's funny, and I'm just, neither one of us have beaten the game yet, because like we said, it's only like a week old. And And when we're
0: recording this, it's under a week old, obviously. So we don't know what's coming toward the end, any kind of twists. but we've gotten to the point where we know enough about it that we are confident in continuing it.
1: That's right, that's right. And Another cool thing with this one is uh, you can do co-op mode, which is a big deal for me and I know a lot of people because uh, now BJ and I can play together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what's dumb about it, though, is that
0: they've locked this behind almost 20 hours of gameplay, that they've put a lot of time before you can unlock co-op, which I, I understand them locking it behind content, but putting it that far into the game for such a primary feature seems so odd to me. I just, I don't understand this decision.
1: Yeah, I am right at the part where you finally unlock co-op. Right. Um, So, you know, I think that kind of gets into some story spoilers, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But um, it is kind of strange, and I I actually started kind of rushing through the story because I wanted to get to co-op so that I could play it like with you, but also locally, I could play it, you know, with my wife and with my daughter Naomi, right? Um, because she's really getting into video games right now. She's obsessed with Yoshi and Yoshi's Crafted World, mm-hmm. uh, and she's really wanting to play Dragon Quest. She knows what Dragon Quest is. She loves the blue slimes and all those kind of things. Um, pr- probably because I, I never shut up about Dragon Quest, no. so she's so she knows all about that stuff. So um,
0: as a small tangent to that, I thought it. I think it's funny she knows so much about Dragon Quest because Jennifer and I were talking about it this weekend. And for those of you who don't know, Jennifer's my wife. And so Jennifer and I were talking, and she said something about Dragon Quest. And I was like, yeah, this is what we were talking about. She was like, Austin never shuts up about it. Like, he loves it. And we were just talking, and she said, for a long time, I really didn't know what Dragon Quest was. Like, I had the wrong idea in my head that I thought you guys were really just talking about Dragon Age like the entire time like she's like this is not the game that i thought you guys were talking about and so i mean i just laughed because i've been playing them on handheld of course she had no idea about it i played 11 in my office on my computer and so she wasn't in here generally and then i played them on handheld i didn't even think about not her not actually knowing what it was that i was going crazy over
1: yeah that those are two very different games, Dragon Age very and Dragon Quest.
0: And that's what she was laughing about. She was like, this is nowhere what I thought this was.
1: <laughs> so when she saw Builders. And it's really funny, too, because Dragon Quest is more of my kind of game because, you know, it's funny, it's bright, it's shiny, colorful, like it's yep. kind of silly, you know. And Dragon Age is definitely more of that like kind of realistic, darker.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the Western RPG that she had in mind. Uh, but yeah, I think it's great that that your uh, three-year-old daughter knows more about Dragon Quest than
1: my wife did uh,
0: <laughs> because I haven't bothered to share it.
1: <laughs> Uh Let's talk about some of our Dragon Quest Builders 2 thoughts here. Uh, I got to... I've, I have I've completely finished up the first island you okay. visit. It's called uh, Furrowfield. And for those of you who don't know, the structure of the game is you sail around to different islands and you kind of like... Build them back up after they've been destroyed, and then the story kind of flows like that. So it's almost like chapters.
0: Which is really great as far as structure goes. Because it uh, it's better than the first one where you were going between all of these different areas and having to warp between worlds, which was fine. But watching you do that, it got tiresome to go get all of the materials. Where on this one, just being on one island working at a time has made it kind of fun to traverse that world, get to know where everything is on that island, get to know the the inhabitants of it, find the secrets without having to feel overwhelmed or disjointed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and I I liked the first one. I haven't right. beaten it, but I liked the first one. You uh watched me play it and thought it looked cool but not spectacular and you had no interest in playing the first one.
0: Yeah, I uh, played the demo of the first one and okay. I got a little bit into it. I didn't even get I probably put an hour or two into the first one because I'm not much of a builder. Like, I don't play builder games that that I want to like them. This is the the one genre of video game that I want to like and just never have. Like, I always bounce off of it. So Builders 1, I had heard, was great because it was quest-based. I then started playing the demo of it, liked it better than any of the others, but still didn't like it enough to continue on. Builders 2 is a masterpiece. I'm playing this so much because they have put just enough RPG elements in this one to make it where people like me who may not be the biggest fan of builder games can really invest and not feel as though it is a collect all of these materials build with no other purpose to do it. Like I'm I'm loving this game based on uh, how they've upgraded it. This is a fantastic sequel.
1: Oh yeah, and I totally agree. I think it is far better than the first one not that the first one was a bad game by any means but i feel like this one so so i i i was never into minecraft you were never really into minecraft i think no. i've played it more than you though a lot more yeah because of your job essentially minecraft i have um you know been in creative mode on minecraft i think i sent you pictures i was building middle mm-hmm. earth i built like i'm built like mordor <laughs> it's insane <laughs> No, uh, i don't know
0: if he still has pictures of this or if i do but i need to post them because it's insane it's really good
1: and i oh, well thank you but i've never uh i've never uh really played minecraft like in any kind of like survival mode or any of that kind of stuff or like online or anything it's just kind of been like uh you know when i was bored and things like that that i would uh try out Minecraft and did creative mode. And so when yeah. I played the first one, I was instantly like, man, this has like, they basically took all the problems I have with Minecraft and the reason I don't like playing it and like put everything into Dragon Quest Builders 1 that made me, wa- would make me want to play Minecraft, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then Builders 2 just, you know, took that and just made it like so much better. I mean, the game overall is just, it feels like, so much fuller and richer. Like there's more, there's more NPCs. There's there's more story. There's just a lot more going on than in the first one for the first one. Um, like my main complaint with the first one is that it felt so empty.
0: Yeah, it did. Like it didn't feel alive like this one does. And it's, it's hard to explain why, because there were NPCs that you were recruiting.
1: Right. And maybe it's because I think a big part of that actually is that they give you Malroth as a sidekick in this one. So you're, so you're never really alone there's always somebody to kind of talk to he also fights for you which is really great cuz you know your your builder is never going to be a very good fighter so and they even make a point of that way more in the first one than in the second one even but telling you that you're not a hero you're a builder yeah um and so and even though the second one i think has more combat than the first one did it's still just um Like, you know, there's just way more to it, I think, because of the addition to Malroth there.
0: And having Malroth in there, like, he's talking about it constantly, too. Like, you'll get these quips uh, above his head, like, in these little speech bubbles of him being really happy to bash stuff. That, uh, he's like, leave this one to me, I'm gonna kill it! And, uh, it's just, it's just fun, weird stuff. But it makes the combat so much easier, not even easier, but more pleasant and faster. And, uh, I just, and you get a dog. Like the dog follows you around in Furrowfield and I'm going to be so sad if that dog doesn't follow me around everywhere else and I don't think it's going to because having the uh, this dog as a sidekick has really made this game so much better for me. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but one time I warped somewhere and I had Malroth with me, which was great, but my dog didn't show up. So I basically went back and warped around until my dog showed up so that I could go <laughs> around. It's like, I'm not, I am not leaving dog butt behind, Is that uh, what which is, that's
1: so what I named it. Yeah. Okay. I started to ask, I knew in like Final Fantasy 14 and other things, you always named things poop sock and duty face. My Chocobo in 14 is uh poop sock. Or no, is duty
0: Face. That, okay, that I thought it was duty face. but anyway. What did you name yours? I'm curious.
1: I, so I named it Poochie because Naomi was watching me play it at the time. Oh. And like I said before, she's obsessed with Yoshi's Crafted World right now. And she loves going through in that game. Once you beat the level, you can go back and play the level in reverse. And you have to find three Poochie puppies Yep. in each level. And that's her favorite thing to do in that game. And so she saw a dog and I was like, what do you want to name this dog? And she was like, Poochie. And I was like, obviously, yeah.
0: And I call my dog dog, Butt. like I'll walk in and be like, hey, dog, Butt.
1: so I was like, that's going to be perfect for this one. So I named it dog, Butt. gotcha. Another thing that I really like talking about improvements from the first one is that uh, one of my major annoyances in the very first builders game is that when the waves of enemies attack, they break your base and then you have to spend like time building it back. Yes, and one thing I really like about Builders Two is that if that happens, there's an NPC in your group that's just like, "Don't worry, we'll set it back the way it was," and then it just fades to black and it opens back up and everything's back to normal. Where it doesn't. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, you haven't, haven't. I enemies, I guess, haven't destroyed it yet. I
0: might have built up a very thick wall of chalk blocks and brambles around my base where the enemies come in, uh, and they have never made it inside my town because I saw what happened to yours in number one, uh-huh. and I was like, that is not happening here. Uh, my furrow farm is going to be protected, and so, I mean, seriously, there's like an eight or nine tile uh, barrier that they have to break through between oh the gosh. entire front Line of my town. I was uh, I was paranoid after watching you play the first one and seeing it get
1: destroyed. Oh my gosh! And see, and I I I want it to be pretty, so I just put wooden fence posts and like some wooden gates to let you go in a couple of places. Uh, and like I have like stairs and all this stuff. Like I try to make it practical but I look pretty. So monsters could get in sometimes, especially later in Furrowfield when there's waves of like fifty monsters. Uh, yeah. you know that come through, but. I mean, I think it tells you, it shows up like your bases, like integrity or whatever in the corner. And, uh, I think the lowest mine ever got was like 90. Okay. And that was with the boss at the end of Furrowfield. And I haven't gotten to the
0: boss yet. I'm still at the one after you think it's going to be the boss. And uh so I'm I'm doing the the stuff pre-boss right now and yes. I've uh I've gotten to 99% but I didn't even go below 100 during that last major battle of 50 because I got paranoid. And uh so it's uh yeah, that's what I did. I'm going to I'm sure I'm going to lose stuff during the the final boss. I mean, that's what bosses do.
1: And speaking of the bosses, because I know I, that's actually why one of the reasons I haven't gone back to Builders 1 yet is because I got to the boss and didn't like the way the boss was set up and all this like extra crafting I was going to need to do uh, to defeat the boss. And it was kind of just a mixture of laziness and also not being in the mood to play on a PS4 right now and just play it handheld, which is mostly what I've done with Builders 2. But I feel like the uh, boss, the bosses, are still my least favorite part of the game. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand that, you know, I guess you need bosses or whatever in the game. It's still my least favorite part. Um, it's just kind of one of those things you get through, but I will say that's another thing that Builders 2 has greatly improved on, is that um, the boss mechanics are better, one, because... Uh, You know, if your boss breaks your base, it's going to be repaired instantly for you afterwards. Uh, right, two, that's so much
0: better, oh my goodness.
1: Two, the NPCs help you in the boss fight, and they, they didn't in Builders 1, at least on the first boss fight, your NPCs just hid inside while well, it was up to you. And this time they charge out and will die for you. Oh, has I've never had anybody actually die any of the infants. They
0: they don't actually die, but they will they when they get low, uh, one of mine actually got caught in my bramble patch and another one got beaten to death by a skeleton. Um what uh what happens is you can carry them to safety. You can press A and carry them over to safety and then they'll regain their uh, health. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, it's faster. If they just remain in the field, it, they'll do the same thing but slower. So, I mean, they don't actually die. You don't lose uh, community members, but you can okay, lose gotcha. people within
1: that fight that will slowly replenish. Ah, uh, okay, okay, gotcha. And so so anyway, so the NPCs fighting for you, the fact that they rebuild your town for you, all of those kind of make the boss fight uh, better and more tolerable, but also just the, the boss in general felt... Um, like I know in an earlier episode, we said that the builder's bosses feel... Like a platformer kind of boss, yes. where where there's like there's a pattern you have to watch out for, and then you know there's some kind of mechanic that you figure out, and then that's how you defeat the boss. There's and an item you
0: build, you have to use, and you have to do placement, and kind of running around, really like a 3D platformer boss.
1: And Builders Builders Two feels like that too. And I've only beaten the first boss, and the first boss. Maybe it's because, um, you know, it's a giant monkey. It feels so much like Donkey Kong. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um. And uh, anyway, I mean, it still kind of feels like a platformer. But I think something about it is just that's another I feel like improvement uh, is that bosses are more tolerable in this one. Like it didn't make me just want to like set it down. And, and I beat it within the first try. The, the golem boss in. Uh, Builders 1, you know, I died like three times and realized I was going to have to just craft a lot more in order to beat this thing, and uh, was like, eh, don't really really (laughs) feel like it right now, and I just haven't gone back because I've been playing other, like, handheld games instead.
0: Yeah, it was on the PS4, like you said, so it makes it a little bit more difficult to just fit in whenever.
1: Right, right. I guess in terms of you know, Builders 2 over Builders 1, we both agree that Builders 2 is the better game. I feel like that's probably the general consensus among most people who've played it. wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I don't think I've heard any bad things about this game that with
0: online that I've seen on Twitter, our followers on the podcast, the stuff on my my personal account, I've not really seen anything that's that's truly negative. I don't think I've e- even seen anything that's really negative other than like somebody complaining about the switch frame rate, which I haven't seen. I've not run into a single frame rate problem in handheld or docked mode.
1: I, I haven't either. I've been playing on Switch, and i that's somebody, the very first day I started playing it was, was the day it came out, and somebody asked me how it ran on the Switch. And at that point, I played probably like three or four hours, and I was like, you know, no problems. And now I've yeah. put in a whole lot more hours than that. And I still haven't had any trouble with the Switch version. I mean, you know, I am just past the first area, first boss and all that. But That's still pretty far into the game. And yeah, I mean, that's 20 hours at least into it. Yeah, I would say... Because it doesn't keep up with it. Yeah, that's I would say 15, that- 15 to 20
0: yeah i mean it's it's a long time, and not to have any frame rate stutters when you have you know dozens and dozens of nPCs and individual blocks and everything on there is pretty nice. It's nothing like the the videos I saw of the Japanese version that where the switch did slow down quite
1: a bit yeah and there was there was one p- part in furrowfield where I thought the game had glitched, and I actually googled it to see if it was a glitch, and it was totally right. it was totally my mistake um oh and- was it the pot? Was it the bottomless pot thing that you posted? the bottomless pot? No, that I didn't think was a glitch. I do want to talk about the bottomless pot uh, before we get into that, though, I'm going to pause here because I think it's some, a really good time speaking of bottomless pots for you <laughs> <laughs> for you uh, to talk about a couple of things I know you're wanting to talk about. Uh, so uh, so let's segue on over to our little segment that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion.
0: Shameless, bah,
1: bah, bah. <laughs> and that's I'm our theme song forever. You thought we were joking last week, but no, BJ's going to sing this every single week. Every time. I'm sorry, you guys. So, uh, so since it's Shameless Self-Promotion time, uh, why don't you tell everybody about uh, Glow FM?
0: So Glow.fm is a podcast support platform. You can go on, look at our our show notes, and you can click into that link, use Apple Pay or Google Pay, and pick any amount that you would like to support the podcast with, from a dollar to a million dollars. We'll take any amount between that. You'll get some rewards like a a special role on our media network's Discord server of Erdrick's Long Lost Cousin, and you can join in with us anytime, actually, on that Discord. Or, uh, in our Dragon Quest channel or any of the others, but you'll get that uh, real nice thank you online on our podcast here that we uh, that you will love to hear that, I promise and uh, it's just a really good way to support the podcast, so we would really appreciate it
1: mm-hmm. and then the other thing I know we want to talk about today is uh, this thing called PodCoin, which you and I both use and yep. uh, you know, I, I've been recommending it to everybody, I've got my wife using it and Uh, My uncle, cousin, aunt, my other cousin, pretty much anybody that I talk to on a regular basis that I know listen to podcasts are using PodCoin right now. Uh, So we'll let you tell everybody, I guess, about PodCoin. It is a podcast app
0: where you can listen and actually make money. While that might sound like a scam, it's actually not. What you do is you download the app and you listen and you earn PodCoins. And this is a kind of currency that you can then trade in for different gift cards, for donations to the charity of the month. And the more that you do that, the more that you can earn. I know a lot of people who are doing this, and it's really, really good. So if you go there and you use the promo code GEEK, then you can get 300 extra podcoins, and you can support us by getting us more listens and promotion on the side as a bonus podcast. We would really appreciate it, so thank you guys. And uh, we use it ourselves, so Try out PodCoin.
1: All right, so that about does it for our shameless self-promotion uh, segment for today's episode. Uh, so I know I teased this a uh, couple minutes ago, but so bottomless pot. Uh, it's a it's a <laughs> thing you get. It's a pot that you fill up with water, and then you can use to water plants. And the thing, the whole point of it is, is that once you fill it up, you can you know use it over and over again. It's a bottomless pot. You get this item. And it tells you something like, you know, press R2, or I think it's on the switch. It's like ZR. Or ZR? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Press ZR, uh, to, uh, fill it with water, uh, and then, uh, you know, hold ZR or something like that to, uh, to spray it. And so I, I kept going into water and I would hold ZR and the, there would be a little animation where like he's holding the pot and water is pouring out and that's all it would do. And it would never fill up. So I Googled it and it was like, once it's filled up, there'll be a little water drop icon, uh, Mm -hmm. next to the pot on your screen. And I knew that wasn't there. So I was like, what's going on? So I Googled it, uh, for a long time and, uh, (laughs) could not figure it out, you know, on like game facts and things like that. Uh, the things people were saying to do, I was like, huh, you know, I can't, uh, Can't figure this out. So I did what I usually do when I can't figure this out and got on Twitter and was like, hey, Dragon Quest friends, does anybody know why this isn't working? And I think uh, you posted
0: a video of it, right? I posted
1: a video from the Switch, yeah, of what I was doing. Let's see, uh, Mike on Twitter, Mike Sweet, he helped me out, told me to just tap it instead of holding it down, which I guess I was holding the ZR button too long. Uh, Blue who's at Liquid Metal Slime, uh, also helped me out with that one. So thanks to both of them for... Uh, I totally feel like an idiot now, because apparently I was just supposed to tap it instead of... And I was just holding it down with my giant meaty fingers. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, whenever you get the pot, you stand in the water, you press ZR, and it sucks up all the water. It's really funny, because when that happened, like, I would have done the same thing. Because when I first got it, even knowing that, I held the button down. And so it was like,
1: I completely get why you had that issue. And, And I seriously, I spent probably like 45 minutes to an hour trying it out, Googling it, trying to figure out, like, you know, what the deal was, why the bottomless pot wasn't working, And I should have just gotten on Twitter like, like an hour before and just asked somebody because they were able to help me like seriously instantly. And, um, I guess, you know, and it is, even now that I know that I still hold ZR just a little too long. It's like, it's very sensitive. Like you just barely got to give it like a little like love pat for it to like, for it to fill up. It's like, you know, it's like if I hold it for more than just like half a second, then it, it thinks i'm holding it down i don't know maybe i just like have barbaric fingers i don't know <laughs> maybe i don't know i, th- I do i think i think you have meat fingers and so that's not the glitch though uh that i thought right so so that's what i figured it was uh, of just how it worked right that was not the uh that was not the part that i thought was the glitch the part i thought was a glitch is there's uh mini metal puzzles in this game so which you and i we both like the mini metal puzzles right. uh we like mini metal collections yeah they're kind of shrines almost like um breath of the wild
0: yeah where you just wander around and you find in the wild with no description of what to do with these puzzles it's just there with a little hammer and a question mark and uh, a little shrine that you have to figure out this
1: puzzle like you said it's a lot like breath of the wild and and just as like a little side note here i feel like dragon quest builders 2 got a lot from breath of the wild like, because because of the shrines with the mini metal puzzles, you know, you're able to you get that glider that lets you fly. It lets you fly more. It's more like real flying than Zelda had. Yep. But still, um, there's just the sprinting, you know, there's so much stuff that they added into Builders 2 from Builders 1 that I feel like was probably directly influenced by Breath of the Wild. And, it, and it's all for the good. I mean, you know, it made it a better game. But anyway, so there's these mini metal puzzles. You know, there was 10 on the first island. I totally found them all just myself. And then before I left the island, I, like, Googled it to make sure there weren't any extras that I missed. And so I had them all. But there's one in particular where... And this is the glitch, or that you thought was a glitch. I thought was a glitch, yes. There's one in particular where it's it's like these two tubs. And if you zoom for an aerial view, it, it's two slimes sitting next, standing next to one another, right? And then there's two... Uh, It's called stony sand is the material. Mm -hmm. There's two stony sand blocks right there. And so I picked those up, um, you know, tried to see, like, you know, what am I supposed to do with these? Whatever. I noticed on one side there was, like, sticks and grass growing over one of the slimes. So I swept those away, thinking that might get the mini metal to pop. And it didn't. So I was like, you know what? I'll just come back later whenever. Basically, Mm -hmm. when I'm, like, doing cleanup on the island, whenever I'm like trying to finish up everything before I leave it. I'll come back and, and try the slime one. And I got
0: killed actually during that. Like it was early on when I found uh-huh. this one. And so it turned nighttime uh-huh. and I had that ghost with a mm-hmm. sickle just chase me down while I was trying to figure out this puzzle. And so it ended up just murdering me <laughs> and I ended up back in the town. And so I was like, I'll go back later. I'm not going to do this. right
1: <laughs> <now."> <laughs> Gotcha. So, so I actually came back to it. It was after it was kind of toward the end when I thought it was going to be a boss fight and it ended up not being, but I thought I was getting towards the boss fight and I would be leaving the island. So I went around trying to clean stuff up. So I get back to this slime place and there's no uh, blocks there anymore. And I figured out what I was supposed to do with those blocks after like closely inspecting the like slime shapes and all this. I was like, okay, cool. I've got to lay blocks in this certain spot. So so it took some time, but I figured out what I was supposed to do. But then those two stony sand blocks were missing. And so I was huh. like, where did they go? Did they, you know, they disappeared. What's the deal? So I like Googled it, you know, and I was like slime puzzle glitch, you know, all these other like keywords. I was trying to find something and uh people, you know, had posted like the, uh, like how to solve the puzzle, but there wasn't any mention about there being a glitch. And I was like, dang, you know, where did these blocks go? So I run, I run wow. over the island. I'm trying to find stony sand somewhere on the island because I'm like, this should be a fairly easy material to find. So I'm running around all of that. A little bit later on, finally, dumb old me, the same guy who can't figure out how to work the bottomless pot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't press a button. That guy, me. I was like, maybe I have some in my inventory. So I looked and sure enough, I had two, two, exactly two in my inventory because apparently I had just put those in my, I'd picked those up, put them in my inventory and then taken them away. So when I returned to the puzzle later on, they weren't there because they were in my inventory. So I was, I just held on to them the whole time.
0: And so you have to use those to solve the puzzle. Yes. Okay, let's see. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to solve that puzzle or not. I think I sent you the the uh, how to solve it, right? Not that one. Oh, you okay. had talked about the one where I couldn't figure out how to put down plants. Like, it was just blocking me from actually dropping any blocks into this one mm-hmm. puzzle, and... Apparently, what I thought I'd tried every tile I hadn't, and so I felt like an idiot then too. It's like I I literally can't put down these blocks because I I might have just been standing in them and thinking I'd tried. Gotcha. Them. But no, I I don't know if I've destroyed those blocks or put them obviously put them somewhere else. Because I had a I've had a bad habit of destroying things I need later just because I go through like a wrecking ball and uh it and kind of destroy
1: things that I've had to read. Well see, that's what I did though, is I that. destroyed the Sony sand and then just collected it and put it in my inventory. So if you destroyed it, it's in your inventory, assuming you rent
0: Unless I've put it somewhere. It. Yeah.
1: So anyway. <laughs> so have fun with that. I don't I can I'll tell you how to solve it afterwards if you want to know. I just don't want to spoil it for people who want to figure it out. Right, themselves. right, yeah. But, um, so I did think that was a glitch. It wasn't. Um, so all was good. I got my mini, uh, metal from that. I will say too that with the mini metal puzzles, here's something that got me. I forgot to go and collect the mini metal because once you solve it, the mini metal glows on like the little altar gravestone thing, Yeah. but you have to actually go and collect it. And so I solved it and then forgot to grab one of the mini metals. And so once you do that, though, so on your map, if you pull up your map and uh, and everything, you, there's an option to turn it into, like, the old school, like, original Dragon Quest-looking map, you know? If you do that, it shows you, like, where quests are, it shows you, like, some locations and things like that, but it also shows up mini-metal puzzles. If you visited certain, if you've, like, because I, I'm, like, obsessive about this, so I walk around the sh- complete shoreline and have to fill in every bit of the map. Like, I don't want any empty spaces. So by doing that, there's icons that will show up to let you know there's a mini metal puzzle there. The downside to that is once you solve it, even if you don't collect the mini metal puzzle, it disappears from your map. So I had to go around and revisit all of the, uh, the different shrines or altars, whatever you want to call them, to find out which mini metal I'd forgotten to collect. Because when I was about to leave the island, I Googled it, and it was like, there's 10... Here's the puzzles. And I was like, okay, great. I already did those. And then when you pause the game, it just shows you in the little corner how many mini medals you have. And I had nine. And I was like, well, that's not right. And then I got to thinking about it. And I was like, okay, I know what I did. I totally forgot to collect one. And Mm -hmm. um, it was actually, of all the puzzles that I had forgotten, it was actually that slime one that we've been talking about. And I think it was because I was so distracted by the fact that I actually had stony sand and that I had been like stupid and it in my inventory, that I yep. totally like was still thinking about that and forgot to collect the mini-metal itself. So I had to run back around to different places that I knew where mini-metals were to try to find out which one I had left it behind in. And it was the slime one. So that slime one overall just gave me so much trouble.
0: I know I haven't missed any of the metals that I've solved. I know there are a couple of puzzles. I don't remember how many I've not done yet. The only one I can remember having not done is the uh, dual-slime. Because I just haven't gone back to it in that area. But I'm really curious about uh, what the other ones are or how many I've already done. Um, One of my other favorite secrets around the island, uh, and that's the thing about this, you guys, if you haven't played it, there are tons of secrets around the island that you can just find as you explore, find caves, dig around. And you can find rare items to destroy that you then get and learn how to create and craft. And I've really loved finding the uh, Draki statues around the island and stumbling across the three different Dracky statues that are stackable Drackies. I think are what they're called. Uh, there's a red, yellow, and blue one. So you
1: have found all of them? Yeah, I found all of those. Okay, because I've only found, I found one stackable Draki and I found one stackable Dracolite on that island, but I haven't found, I've just found one of each, um, and I feel, and so I thought maybe they were on other islands. What is the stackable Dracolite? It, it's just the enemy, the little Dracolite. Well, I'm trying to think, what color is it? Because they may be... Uh, th- the uh, Dracolite that I have? Is or is like an orange? It's like an orange red color. That
0: m- they may all be part of the same thing. The uh, stackable Dracolites. I'd have to. Th- I thought they were stackable Drakies, but they may be stackable Dracolites.
1: I found like one Dracky that's like a normal Dracky color. It's kind of like a purple blue color, and then I found a uh, stackable Dracolite that's like uh, an orangish red color. And I don't have my switch in here with me, or I'd tell you the exact colors because it tells you what color they are. But, um, so i found those two, but I haven't found any of the others yet, so now I need to go back to furrowfield, I guess, and like uh look around and explore. I thought I'd completely because I, I knew I'd so there's also like super strong monsters is what they're called that you can find yeah, I've only killed one of them, okay, so I've killed all of them on the island,
0: and you get weapons with special or at least the one I killed you get a special weapon with a special ability
1: yeah the the rewards kind of differ depending but yeah right so part of the reason I'm doing that though is because like in Dragon Quest games they usually give you like they call it the big book of monsters Mm -hmm. where you fill in all your monsters and they have that in this one and I'm obsessed with doing that in Dragon Quest games and so in this one I have to kill one of at least every enemy I find because I have to get it in my book and it's not called that in Dragon Quest Builders too, but
0: it's the Builderpedia I think in this one yeah it's It's part of the Builderpedia
1: rather yes that's what it's called Builderpedia so I've you know, tried to kill all the super strong monsters. And I also have, like, 500, I feel like, things of lettuce in my inventory, so I just eat lettuce while Malroth slowly, (laughs) like, kills the monster for me. I also crafted a poison needle, which I don't know if you've crafted yet. That's the one I have, actually. I haven't... It causes, like, insta-death, like, pretty, like, I have had pretty good RNG luck with it. Okay. I haven't used it yet. Like, I
0: I actually forgot that I had it until just now.
1: Especially the, the bad boons that are on the island. Yeah. Um, all the big monkeys. They seem, like, especially susceptible to it. I don't know why. But whenever the waves of enemies have attacked my village, like, that thing has insta-killed so many enemies. Like... It's definitely been worth it.
0: (laughs) That is definitely going to be something when we finish recording this and I end up taking a break today that I'm going to go craft and see about it to, uh, to play with some of the super, super strong monsters. Um, and to go back, I did look it up while uh, while we were talking here, okay. and uh, they're called different things. There is a stackable Drachima, Drachy, and Dracolite. Okay. Uh, so there is one of each of them on there, and gotcha. there's a red, yellow, and purple one. So I need
1: to find the, the drachyma then?
0: Yeah, you need to find the Drachima. It's yellow,
1: you said? Mm-hmm. All right.
0: And it was actually the first one I found, and it's just in a cave. Like I, I don't know where to tell you guys like, because I just found them oh, as I was Oh man, you need, I'm sorry to but, say, you
1: need to text me after this and tell me because I want to find I d- it. I don't, I don't know where it
0: is. You'll have to look it up on the internet. But yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I was so excited to find that first one because that I didn't look at anything before playing this game, like what was available, what kind of extras there were, anything at all. So whenever I found that one, it really made Made me happy. I was like, I can find rare things, like I can find treasures, mm-hmm. and it made me so so happy that then I made a point not to look it up so that I could see if I found all of them by myself, and I did. That's awesome. So I went and built all three of them
1: and uh, stacked them up beside the dia tree. That's awesome. See, and I, I was the same way, I didn't read any th- too much stuff ahead of time, like you know, I watched like the E3 video uh trailer and just different things like that but when i was playing the game yeah. i think i even texted you as i was discovering some of this cuz i was like hey there's mini medals there's puzzles which i didn't know about right. and then i was like hey there's i found this like rare item you know and i was talking to you about it cuz i think it was the dracky was the first one i found
0: yeah i, I didn't know what it was you told me that you found a uh, rare item but i didn't
1: know what it was i don't think you actually yeah, said yeah a sack of dracky yeah and then um you know same thing with for the super strong monsters I ran into one of those, and at first I was nervous, and I was like, hmm, gonna try this. Don't know how it's gonna go. It might kill me. It was very nice just disco- just discovering all that. I actually didn't die. I've only had, my my main character has only died one time the entire time I've been playing.
0: Oh man, I'm reckless. I, I just run into everything and die
1: (laughs) it was very early in the game i think it was during the first the very first wave of enemies that come at your village early in the game there's you know there's a skeleton enemy i can't remember what it's called he's got this move where he rears back for a couple of seconds to give you time to get out of the way and if you don't he like has this powerful swing and i was like fighting one of the other little enemies nearby and wasn't paying attention and he and it reached me Uh, okay i didn't have much health at that point Anyway, so I died and just carried me back to the village. I just had to restart the battle. It's not like a huge deal.
0: Yeah, it's not. There's really no penalty for dying in this game, which makes me super happy that it doesn't take your your materials Mm -hmm. or anything at all.
1: As another nice improvement from builders one, because, you know, builders one, it's like you would die and your materials, they wouldn't go away, but they would be left wherever you were. Yeah, not, not your entire inventory, but just, like, what was in your, like, I don't know, that at the bottom right there, your, like, primary inventory, the tools you are using at the time. Like, those items would fall out, and then you'd have to go back and collect whichever one's dropped out. Um, so that's been nice with two, because that did not happen uh, with me. I also like the, uh, you know, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet, but the, uh, the kind of, like, NPC shenanigans, like, with the bathhouse and with the pooping. It's my favorite. This is my favorite part of the game
0: because it's my favorite part of Dragon Quest in general because it's Uh just so wacky. That there are wa- there's wackiness that's built into the world that on top of the serious, like, really serious, like, coming of this ancient evil and and towns and people, towns being destroyed, people dying, all of this. It's like, I need you to build me a bathroom, dude. And it's like, I gotta poop and don't have
1: any place to poop. But he doesn't tell you. He's ashamed. He's like, I have to do that thing he that, is. you know, you eat, and then a little while later, uh, you have to do something else. And he just, like, he won't come out and say it, and it's just so funny because he's ashamed. And then one of my favorite things, though, is that after you build it, um, or at least some of the time, there's actually a line for the bathroom. And uh, I actually, you know, took yep. a screenshot and sent it to you. I think I even put it on Twitter. where It was like, the there's a person sitting, pooping on the chamber pot. I'm standing outside. There's a line of, like, ten NPCs behind me. And the NPCs, they're, like, holding uh-huh. their stomachs, and, like, one of them is like, Help me.
0: <laughs> that was my favorite part of that picture was him saying or her saying whichever. Like they just really
1: know. have to poop. And then you have to go in it like later and you collect the poop from out of the chamber pot. They call it night soil to make fertilizer and other things. But um so I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> I, that has been one of my favorite parts, I think, uh, so far. My favorite thing so far is kind of story related, so I don't want to mention it here.
0: Right. OK, so I'm actually amazed just just saying that that the pooping isn't your favorite.
1: No, my, uh, the my favorite part, it's totally on my Twitter account. So, you know, if you follow me on Twitter or want to go there, you can check it out. But it's the it's a picture pics I sent you a while back. It involves like a celebration. Oh, um, yeah. And everything. So that's that's probably been my favorite part. Like I just sat there him watch the NPCs dancing and celebrating for like a really long time and just like listening to the music and having a good time and so here's something I haven't mentioned yet but so um so my kids have been sick uh with like a really high fever and all this stuff my wife and I have been sick and so I don't know if that was it uh, if it was the like high fever or like the medicine I was on or what but I just sat there watching that little celebration and was just like close to tears. I was like, I love this game so much. <laughs> and I know it's because, I, mean, I know it's because I had like a 103 fever probably. And I was on like medicine. I didn't feel good. And it was like late at night, but I really do love this game a lot. But, but <laughs> I had, like I want a- everybody to know how you react
0: to cold medicine because it's very weird. And it puts him in this almost hypermanic state, which when he's already sick and kind of down and doesn't have energy it just makes him crazy so him sitting there with a 103 fever on cold medicine with sick children and dragon quest is like the emotions were just too much to handle when they were having this party yeah they were they
1: really were i was just like i love it so much <laughs> anyway but it honestly though so that moment is probably um you know i talked about in an earlier episode that my favorite dragon quest moment was when uh, like, my wife and I won the jackpot in Dragon Quest XI and we're, like, dancing and stuff around Yeah, during the game. Like, that's one thing I will always remember about, like, you know, playing Dragon Quest games. And for builders, too, you know, I, I can already tell that's going to be, like, the thing I remember is being, like, almost delirious and getting to that part in the game and just, like, close to tears because, <laughs> because I love it so much. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Speaking of other things we love though, uh I meant to mention this earlier, uh when we were talking about improvements over the first one. Uh one thing I really like is that your equipment and your weapons are kept are separated, so you don't have to constantly change them out. And they yep. they don't break this time around. You don't have to constantly craft more because they break every so often. Oh, I didn't know that they broke in the first one. Yeah. I never actually
0: played it enough to have my weapons break and, and- Just the first builder.
1: Yeah. And the first one, your equipment, weapons, all that stuff breaks just like it does in Minecraft. My cousin, Jaden, he plays Minecraft a whole, whole lot. And he was actually telling me that Minecraft added in some things like uh, like you can get villagers now and like enemies will attack your village and the NPCs will fight for you and all these things. That I'm tot- okay. I totally think they added in after Bu- I mean it definitely happened after Builders one and I think it was because of Builders one um, that they seem to add they so they have added in some of this stuff to Minecraft since then apparently. Yeah. Um, he was telling me and I-, I can only assume it's because they uh, Builders one came out and they had this and minecraft was like, why don't we have that in there already uh, but yeah Builders one, your equipment, weapons, uh, the tools you use, all that stuff can break. And then you just have to go and craft more, like your hammers and all that stuff you get. And it's also kind of like Minecraft in that you have to get you get different hammers and different swords to be able to break different things. Yeah. Uh, So it's it's much more complicated. And I'm glad that they didn't make Builders 2 as complicated because I feel like I feel like sometimes with a lot of sequels, it's like you you make it more complicated because a lot of times people see like if it's more intricate, it's better. People see it that way. And and
0: this time it's the exact opposite. And this it, time they've simplified everything and made it a much better game and really made one of the best sequels I've ever played. Just in terms of from the from the first one to the second one, mm-hmm. this
1: is a this is how you do a sequel. Right. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I I'm hoping we get a Dragon Quest Builders 3 and it's actually um related to like four five and six because i love the zenithia trilogy so much i'm hoping that there's some kind of like zenithia dragon quest builders game uh that will come out eventually i mean i know dragon quest builders 2 just came out so it's kind of foolish to be talking about three already but um seems like it's selling well again if you don't have it please go out and buy it because it's just it's a fantastic game if you couldn't tell bj and i both love it just immensely
0: and for me to love it this much, it has to be a magnificent game because I have never stuck with a building game ever more than two hours.
1: And I, and I love sandbox games. Like I, I like uh, you and I, you know, used to play Disney Infinity a lot, uh, mostly the sandbox parts of Disney Infinity. And I would like make levels just all the that's time. that's true. I'd, I wouldn't build as much as you. I liked collecting all of the different
0: items and doing the achievements and uh, how uh, how you got all the stuff. And you would build the levels and I would go into them and play them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I had I made a 10 level, like 10 different area because you could interconnect the areas. You know, it was like a 10 level like action RPG pseudo Zelda game that had like a story and talking people where you woke up and went on a quest. And like there was like a boss at the end and all this stuff. Like, I I went all out in that game. So I'm looking forward to doing the same thing in here once I finish up the story.
0: And I'm looking forward to that in the co-op
1: stuff because I actually don't know how the co-op works. This should not count as spoilers uh, because it's not really story-related. But eventually, throughout the story, you do, you know, unlock some different islands. There's one uh, that I know that they've talked about before, so I, I know I'm not spoiling anything for those people who have, like, researched this already. But there's actually... There's an island you go to, and you you do scavenger hunts on this island. And the layout of the island is different every time you visit it.
0: Oh. You can't cool. save
1: it during this time, which is a minor annoyance I have with it. But you go through, and if you find all the items on your scavenger hunt list, then you unlock special things. Like I've unlocked, I have unlimited wood on the Isle of Awakening. So if something needs wood to craft, I can just craft it. I don't have to farm for wood anymore. So where do you start this? You start it. You do it after you beat the first island, after Frozen. Okay, okay, that's why, because I'm still on there, alright. So then, eventually, there's a second island, which I haven't made it to yet, it's like the Scavenger Hunt Island, I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but I think, I'm not sure yet, I think it's gonna be the co-op island. I think you go to this island, and that's where you can, pl- it's kinda like a co-op lobby, basically, where you can go and just build stuff there on that island.
0: Because I don't know, because you open up, you are almost opening up co-op, because I know, because I looked it up to see when you do, and before you go to the second island, you actually open up co-op.
1: Yeah, and it, and right now where I'm at in the story, I'm about to, I believe, open up that second little, not the scavenger hunt island, but the little mini island nearby. Okay. And I think it's going to be the co-op, just based oh, okay. on... on prior knowledge and you telling me that I was about to unlock co-op and stuff. I think that's what the Island is going to be. I mean, it would make sense. One Island is for like scavenger hunts and fun stuff. And then you have another Island. That's kind of like, basically like an instance in an MMO where you go into like a lobby and you do all the co-op there. That way the co-op doesn't affect the story or anything you build like on the main story islands. I mean, from a game standpoint, that would make sense to me. So I think that's what's going to happen. And, and obviously BJ and I are going to do a follow up episode later once we like finish up Builders 2 and all that. We just I was just going to say we just wanted to go ahead, you know, since the game was new and we've been playing it and really obsessing over it this week. We just wanted to go ahead and get an episode out there to talk about the things we loved in it, to try to encourage other people to buy it if they were on the fence. Uh, I think I might have convinced Scott Sanders, our friend Scott Sanders, to buy it last night when I was texting with him. On the Switch, I hope. And, and play with us, yeah. Because we don't
0: think, and I've, I've actually not verified this, and I think you may have, that you don't have cross-play, that you you can't play on the Switch with someone on the PS4. So you have to be on the same platform, right?
1: Uh, I believe so. I haven't actually checked. But we'll, uh, so in our show notes for today, we'll put links to uh, to these games so that you can just click right. on the links and go straight to... You know, Amazon or wherever and buy the game yourself and then come play with us. Send us a friend invite on Switch and, uh, you know, play with us. Let's do co-op.
0: <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. And one of the few things that I'm really sad about us being on the Switch for maybe the only thing that I'm sad about us being on the Switch for is is that we can't stream as easily. Like if we were on the PS4, it has built-in streaming. So we could do like live podcasts with us streaming Dragon Quest Builders 2 and interacting with uh, listeners and people like that and each other where we can't do that on Switch because we don't have the uh, like streaming cards and capture cards and stuff. And neither of us are streamers enough to get that. So uh, I do hate that part of it, but uh, it's also on Switch, so it's better. (laughs) <laughs> we're switch fans if you guys haven't noticed
1: that's right that's right um so anyway well thanks for listening this week everybody uh remember if you want to talk to us uh our twitter handle is at dragon fm uh you can visit our site which is dragonquest.fm we actually have like a new homepage layout that looks really pretty
0: where you can also, and while you're there, you can check out each individual episode. We finally have show notes and things like that for every episode. Up, and uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter there as well.
1: Uh, you can also check out my weekly Dragon Quest blog. Uh, that's at dragonquestaustin.com. And you can talk to me directly on Twitter at underscore Austin underscore King.
0: And you can talk to me on Twitter as at Professor Beej, that's B-E-E-J, and you can listen to my other podcast, uh, the geek to geek podcast at geek dot geekcastcom
1: And before we go really, really fast, uh, I just have to mention, literally just this second, Scott Sanders just texted me and said he bought Builders 2 and is on the first island. He's on Furrowfield right now, nice. he started playing it this morning. Yes, and, so
0: and, so he just texts this second, so yay! And just so you guys know, that with that, like with, with Scott texting us about that, or texting him about that, and uh, all of that, if you play the demo, which is available out right now, you can go through the tutorial and learn how to play, and when you get to that first island, it will tell you whether or not you want to continue uh, or that this is where your save data will be able to be imported into the full game. Game. So, if you're on the fence and you just want to explore a little bit, you can import limited save data from the demo into the final game. So, uh, that's what I did, and the demo actually convinced me to buy it.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Ding dong, ding dong.
0: Play <laughs> <laughs> that building, guy. <laughs>